Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the You Got Any Fam podcast. As always, I am the commission and I am joined by the Anakin Skywalker slash Starscream of IB Sports, Mr. Alan Sandage. Yo. I did it well, right. I did everything right that time. That was a good, solid introduction. Uh, so I guess it's going to be an NBA Finals heavy um, post or not post, but podcast today because that's the biggest event and we're going to be in the dry season very soon. Apologies to baseball fans like yourself. But uh, before we get to like the finals itself, what have you thought about this heel turn? And for those of you that don't follow wrestling or never follow wrestling, a heel turn is when a baby face in wrestling, a good guy, turns to a bad guy, which is a heel, which is kind of self-explanatory, old term, carny uh, vernacular. But they have been troll-centric. At first, it was Draymond. Then Steph slowly has been showing it, unveiling it. And now they are full-out troll. Draymond, Clay after the game, Steph after the game, even during the game with the Aisha can't cook kind of stuff. But that was, you know, he's provoked. But a lot of, lot of trolling, kind of a lot of behavior that Saltine America wouldn't appreciate when before Golden State, a lot of people viewed them as the most likable team in the NBA. Um, I mean, shit, they only got about two left, Max. So yeah, get get your shots off, man. I mean, this was this was the adversity. I I I fully get it. This core has had to listen to people say that oh, they only beat LeBron because everybody was hurt, and oh, they can't win without Kevin Durant and and all this and that. They they just haven't gotten there just like do as far as respect goes mainstream and just abroad like it just always seems to be an asterisk every time they win something um so this this was a definitive moment for them again which it shouldn't it shouldn't even be necessary for real but the fact that they were able to overcome um a little bit of adversity um in regards to Draymond not playing as well as he could um, Clay not playing as well as um, he has in the past, and then Steph elevating himself and literally carrying this team uh, to a championship and winning MVP. Like this checks all the boxes for all of them at this point. So I think they they're they're good at what like they they're deserving to act this way. Now, how long I can't tell you. Do I take them serious? No, not really. They still soft, but get your shots in. I I mean, the thing I don't like about the way guys act now when they win, and I don't mind on the court, but it's all like social media after Alabama lost to Georgia. I think it was like, I can't remember who it was, but there was a guy for Georgia that was bragging, probably a corner, a guy in Georgia that was posting the clip and bragging about Alabama, and he was getting burnt the whole game until uh, Williams or whoever, Jamison Williams, I think, got hurt or whatever. But it's like, Draymond, you really talking all this trash? Like, how much to do with this championship were you really? Like, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you get? If, if we were rating the best players on Golden State, we would say Curry. We would say Wiggins. We would say Poole. We would say Clay. however you want to switch those up. Uh, you might say Looney. But let's say Draymond. Let's say your fifth, Draymond. Should you really be talking all this trash should you be talking to trash to memphis who you may or may not have beaten if john Morant they beat you by 50 points i'm exaggerating but they beat you by a lot when john Morant was out and the games are very competitive when john Morant played like should you really be talking trash back to memphis and you've been a beneficiary and a victim of the injury bug so that kind of thing but it's not like irking me i'm fine with it and steph is good enough to talk Play is good enough to talk. Draymond, like, he is what he is. He's king troll, but I just, I don't know, man. But what was your takeaway from the finals in general? Um, The Celtics just just not ready yet um, is what I, what I think I said to you offline. Like, they, they, need, they need their roles defined. Who's the leader on the Celtics? Is it Tatum? Is it Brown? Can somebody corral smart and tell him to chill the hell out? He's not a real point guard. Get the ball up in the key yep. situations. Um, but who's their, who's their leader? And, and I think that showed 
uh, through when they when when the games got tighter and the shots were not falling, there was no direction for this team. And the coach can only coach so much. He's not on the court. Um, they were playing with house money. At the end of the day, I don't consider this a huge loss for that organization and for this core. It's just motivation for them to come back better and stronger next year. But in order for them to get over the hump and be a championship team, they are like a championship winning team. They need to to have some defined roles. They need leadership. Uh, for the Warriors, it, it's um, it's the cherry on top a little. I think they still have one or two more, depending on what they get out of Wiseman and these young guys on their bench. But the fact that they could literally plug people into this system with this core and people still elevate their play, play within um, the, their system, their culture in in um, in Golden State, I think is a, is a testament to Curry, to Clay, to Draymond, however we feel about them on a personal level. They deserve accolades for being a true dynasty. And Steve Kerr deserves more credit than people want to give him. This is long past Mark Jackson's team. Kerr coached <laughs> this team. Uh, Kerr several different locations. Too. Yes, this is this is an older version of Mark Jackson's team. Anyway, like he he like it was just a well done um, series uh, with some adversity that they overcame in their what would be considered close to their twilights of their careers. Um, like I said, I personally think they got one or two more in them. Um, and it just depends on what they get out of these young guys. Well, the odds of Steph staying healthy. I feel like every other year he has. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so maybe they get. I feel like they might get one more. It won't be next year. Um, and I think a lot of things went really well for them. To they fell in line, which a lot of championships. But it does. I'm not taking anything away from them. But I'm just saying, when the Golden State wins, it seems like everything falls into place. But I, I would, I would say, um, just a quick takeaway is just that experience beat youth and just the golden state warriors knowing how to win by game clay even said when they were down 2-1 i think he said it feels like memphis or he said it feels like cleveland when cleveland went up 2-1 on them kerr doesn't even start making adjustments until you get he gets down in the series usually 2-1 he won't even make an adjust he won't make an adjustment even. i've seen it all the time they did that against the Cavs, and they went to like the, the small lineup They've done it other times. They went down to Memphis 2-1 once upon a time uh, back in the, the grind days. Um, I, You got to give kudos. Organizations win championships. What they've been able to do, the stability, the continuity that they've had, the leadership of Kerr and Bob Myers and all that is beautiful. But what we saw from the Boston Celtics, and I got to put a fine on you, or at least a flop mm-hmm. one for you putting that one arm man in favor. <laughs> what? For Jason what? Tatum. Man, what was that? Yeah. Who was hey, that, first, by the way? I don't know that guy. All, is he a real basketball player? Yeah, no, you ain't never seen the highlights of the dude with one arm. I think he I've got, seen he, him, but I've never seen him like actually, standing there. He's actually got an offer from Memphis with Penny. Like, like he ain't no, like he can yeah, ball, I can see bro. he can play. Yeah, I, I think he I've seen ball. him. I think I've seen him. But I didn't I mean, know, you know, ball, just. But, hey, look, look. I test tells me. I, I couldn't find an actual stat for it, but the eye test told me that every time that man dribbled left or had to shoot coming from his left side, he was he was low percentage, low percentage. And Jeff I think got, Mark Jackson Jeff or Gunny, Gunny, called it yeah, out. I was gonna say yeah, somebody says something about it on TV, but like I mean, even before he said it, I don't know why I never noticed before. I guess because he was just getting whatever he wanted from the other series, like the Celtics and the heat and stuff like that but like it was it was like glaring and again you talk about the organization and the continuity in that organization I mean they figured it out and that's what they were doing like the games where they got him off his right hand and and just like anything like dribbling with the left and then and like having to pull up from that position or going to his left and having to pull up from that position it just wasn't there like he could finish with the with a layup or a left hand per se getting to the basket, but forcing him to shoot jumpers with that with uh, that left hand move just was not there. The harder, the further you get in the playoffs, ideally the harder it gets. And I think what happened was 
Golden State has been playing for so long together and they're so in sync in their system. And we always think about their system and we think about their system on offense, but defensively, their communication, their system and what they can do to you, the double teams he was facing, they saw things on film and exploited his weaknesses in a way that nobody else could do. Uh, maybe because they didn't have the personnel, maybe they didn't have the communication skills. It wasn't like they were just guarding Jason Tatum one-on-one. You know, there was a lot of people in the lanes faking like they were going to double, faking rotations and things like that, throwing them off, all those turnovers. Now, he was doing turnovers, but all the problems that he had were exacerbated by what the Warriors can do. And they were one of the best defense. They were like a top five uh, defensively rated team today, I believe, this season too. But I think Boston was number one, at least going into playoffs. So I think a lot of that happened. And a lot of it was just mental. When Tatum decided to go to the basket, he was looking for a foul. I just deleted a thing that I recorded from the game that I was clearing out space on my iPhone, where he went to the hole, did a pump fake, tried to do like an up and under kind of scoop shot, and then turned around after a little bit of contact and threw it up over his head. He just was begging for calls, driving to get fouled. The moment overtook him. And I know a lot of people got on me about the Kobe stuff, but you can tell when somebody shook and he was using that Kobe stuff to motivate him. He was using Kobe like the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And it showed. Jason Tatum is actually one of my favorite players in the NBA. So, you know, hopefully he will grow from this, but that was not a good percentage, a, a, good, a good performance, rather. So, you know, when I'm saying things, I'm not out here trying to hate on it, but he really is one of my favorite players in the NBA. But that performance was just God awful. He was shooting 30 some percent at the rim against a team with no shot blockers. Yeah, now nah, that was that was awful. Um, and um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't put a lot of blame on Marcus Smart. But I just feel like sometimes he just disrupts their rhythm. He's a momentum offense. killer. He's a rhythm yeah. killer. Like he's to me, to me, there are there are moments in the game where um the Celtics need certain things, like things you don't have recorded in stats. So Draymond, he's he's this is his thing now. Mm-hmm. Like he 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 hustles, he he keeps the flow of the offense going, he'll set a pick, he'll get the ball to the top of the key when he passes and moves and things like that. When he's doing the little things, that's when he's at his best. I don't get that from Marcus Smart sometimes. It's just weird. And and honestly, sometimes he's not really a point like guard. He's just in the way. Yeah, he's in the way. And I'm like, he needs to move more. Jalen Brown needs to have the ball in his hands a little bit more. And it's like they they him, Marcus Smart, uh, Jason Tatum, or actually Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown have this thing about them that reminds me of, of Durant and Westbrook where they take turns. They're not playing mm-hmm. within a flow of a system. They're taking turns like, okay, this possession, you get a shot or you get touches this possession. I'll get a shot. I'll get touches. And if they don't get their uh, touches within their particular they time frame, they're going to force it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that used to kill, that used to kill OKC. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you, you only have a couple yeah, guys. Offense. But yeah. You got to have some kind of flow. When them boys was at home in Boston, they was passing the ball. When they came back and beat the Warriors in game one, there mm-hmm. was flow to the offense. And there's no reason that this young team could not play up-tempo with the Warriors and essentially beat them at their game. But they just took poor quality shots and they just forced too much stuff. They are missing, yeah, you know, I hate to say it because he too much money, but, and he probably would have been hurt and a defensive liability too, but even Kemba Walker, with some leadership and some veteran play. Oh, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. A, a best fit would be Chris Paul. You know, he might take over and be toxic. But they, they <laughs> need someone that's like Chris Paul or even a George Hill who couldn't start, but somebody that could give you minutes, like George Hill-type minutes. Even if, even if they had to play with this team, uh, somebody that could give you George Hill 15 minutes that would be – you'd be able to – um I'm trying to think of another point guard that could help, but just somebody that would get you in the right spots, that would get you easy shots, that you wouldn't have to do everything to create. Because everything that Brown and unfortunately Smart and Tatum get, usually they create, and that's not actually the strength of their game. They're just scores, but they're not. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that you try to make Tatum into a playmaker was a big problem. And he he tried his best, but he's not a natural playmaker. He's an ISO player that just can fill up fill it up you know and that's just and that's why he had so many turnovers because he's not 
somebody with great floor vision or great pass or anything like that. He just took advantage of the opportunities of being double teamed. And they were very simple when he played the Bucks and he played Miami. The coverages were very simple, but the coverages were not simple against the Warriors. But I want to move on to some of the after effect stuff. What do you make of the Draymond versus Kendrick Perkins show? Draymond, which is weird. Some of these guys are weird and Draymond's not that young, but some of these guys are weird. You win a championship and you want to talk about Kendrick Perkins. This is what he said. You got fools like Kendrick Perkins dressing like a clown, come up here in a jail suit and then leave the game early tonight. Stand up on your word, brother. I doubt Kendrick Perkins was scared after the game. Like what was going to happen? All you do is make his career. If you confronted Kendrick Perkins, you made his career even better. So, and Draymond, to me, he wants to be Kendrick. He really wants to be Barkley, but all he can aspire to be, he'll never be as good on TV as Kendrick Perkins is. And I don't really have a dog in the fight, but. Man, like, why are you calling out Kendrick Perkins and you just want a championship? These guys see each other all the time, man. So what you say on the mic and what you say off the mic, it don't never add up to me because I'm sure Perkins is accessible. So. If he really wanted, if he really had beef with Perk, just like he had that that beef with Chuck, and then he gets up on on the um on the show, and then they're all buddy buddy. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, bro. Like, just just stop it, man. Like, I think sometimes when you're at a high level of play, or, or you've had a lot of success in a particular sport, you're just grasping at straws for some kind of extra motivation when you're looking to to make an excuse to you know, motivate yourself or something. Like, I don't know. They're just trying too hard to create these storylines. Like, Perk is doing his job. Yeah, he's a little extreme from time to time, but he's just doing his job, man. Like, these dudes is on get up and, and first and entertaining. Take so Yeah, they're, they're yeah, shot jocks, man. Yeah. Like this, it's like this troll, time. but like credible trolling, where it's like, it's he's exaggerating his personality. That's what they all do. But what the stuff he's saying makes sense, right or wrong, there's some logic. He's not just Skip Bayless in it. He's telling you what he thinks. You know, he's not strategically. He's just being outspoken. You can tell he's an outspoken dude. So I never thought I was sad with Perk, but I don't know. But this is the offensive thing to me that's going on right now. It's where people put Steph Curry. I almost had an aneurysm when before game six, Stephen A. Smith had the audacity, as he would say, the unmitigated gall to say that if Steph Curry were to, and he backed up off of that after they won the championship a little bit, because I saw him after the game, he had a chance to say it. But he said that Steph Curry would pass Wilt Chamberlain with the fourth championship. And at that point, I think we've gone too far. Perkins said, from what I understand, that he put the man on Mount Rushmore of the NBA, not guards. And mm-hmm. The, the, the prison go ahead the internet just do too much man it's, it's creating so many stupid stigmas bro like we don't you you can't have a glaring flaw in your game such as Steph's defense to and then be in the top five like you would like Steph would have to win if he wins five championships and gets another five a finals MVP I still wouldn't put him in my top five. The top five people dominated the sport on both sides of the ball and were considered superstars and icons for their franchises. Steph hasn't dominated on both sides of the ball. Like, if we looked at his defensive stats and defensive accolades, they're not passable. Yeah, they're not existing. He's not a a liability right now, but he's not a great defender. Yeah, but in in order to be on a Mount Rushmore in order yeah. to be considered like the, the apex, you've got to have accolades on both sides of the ball, man. He's a great shooter, great scorer, a great player, but that doesn't make you one of the best. Okay. Like, and then when you're talking like the totality of the NBA, like, come on, man. Like that, I, I get the championship argument, but, but we'll literally dominated the game dominated the game like yeah he didn't win as many championships as bill russell and things like that but again his dominance is well stated uh even in comparison to lebron steph ain't never dominated like lebron james no like you gotta you gotta be real about this stuff man and see when you're talking about when you're talking about history 
And I like, and I like Steph Curry, but you talk about history. And A, nobody ever says the 3-1 lead, the only thing that ever happened. Nobody blames him for the choke for some reason. But you're talking about a guy that's on, he has not stood the test of time. So we're talking about eight times he's made the all-star team. That's not a lot by NBA standards. People like Carl uh, uh, Malone, LeBron, Kareem, like multiple, multiple times. Uh, he's only made the NBA first team four times. Um, let me see if I can find a good comparison for him. Let's just say Steph Curry versus, they want to say world be free. I need like a better example here on land of basketball. Let's mm-hmm. say Steph Curry versus... Carmelo had a long time. Let's say Steph Curry versus Jerry West. Just Jerry West. Not, not somebody. I'm going to put him in on, on here and see how Steph Curry compares. But we're not even talking about the Jordans, the, the, uh, the, the Wilts, the Kareems, and people like that. So we look at Steph Curry. He has four championships. Jerry West has one. 13 seasons versus 14 seasons. Jerry West played in 13 playoffs. In 14 seasons, Steph has 13. Steph played in 18, I mean, eight playoffs, all-star games, eight, 14 for Jerry West. Season MVP, Jerry West never got an MVP. Finals MVP won one, but they just started doing MVP and later in, in life, and Jerry West, um, Jerry West lost and won. So all NBA teams, 12 to eight. First team all NBA, four to 10. Uh, even first team all defensive team, Jerry West has one. I mean, four. Steph has zero. Two to one in scoring leader. Uh, let me see if I can find total points real quick to kind of make my point if they have that. I don't think they're going to give me the total points because if you're looking at total points, Steph is down too. Okay, so total points. Jerry West played one more year. Steph Curry has 20,064 points. Jerry West has 25,192. And Jerry West is nowhere near the top of the leaderboard. For So what I'm saying is that he has not had the longevity to be in these conversations, I'll put him in the top 10, 15 for revolutionizing the game. Maybe put him 13 to 15, 12 to 15, but you cannot. His accolades right now as an individual do not surpass Jerry West's, the logo. So it's a lot of recency bias. It's a lot of um, person of the moment thinking and what you're seeing right now, as opposed to, the long and then looking at the fact that he was either co co-host or a Robin in two of those championships. So I just I, I don't you're talking about top 10 players, you're talking about Jordan with four MVPs, LeBron with four MVPs, Kareem has six, Steph has two, two finals MVPs for Kareem. Steph just has one. 10-time all NBA first team for Kareem, Steph Curry has four. Like, that's what you're trying to approach. You know, that's not, you're not, he's not there yet. And granted, Kareem is maybe second. But you need to be in that territory. You need to be within shouting range of Kareem to be in the top 10. So you got 38,000 points to 28,000 points between Kareem and Steph. So, like, you're you're just not, you're not there yet. That's all I'm trying to say. And people want to really crown people so quickly, I guess, because it's happening now. No, I, I agree. Um, <clears throat> I've gotten top 15 easily. Um, I could make an argument for maybe number 10. I don't know. It depends on how I'm feeling. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, like accolade-wise, is like all-time great. It's like top five, man. Like, no. Not no, even Kobe. No. Like, how is he better than Kobe? Yeah, like Kobe's not. Remember I jokingly told you, that people don't want to say it, but if Steph is in the top 10, then you're taking Kobe out. Yeah, somehow. basically. Yeah. Take yeah, Kobe like, or Oscar or yeah. Jerry West is on the outside. Jerry West, not a lot of people, but maybe he should be. But you're not. I mean, that's where he is right now, the Jerry West range. And you can say winning all you want, but if I would say this is the first time you could say Steph carried the team. He was good yeah. in 14. This is the first time you could make a case that he was the only really dominant player on the team the first time eh, injuries is weird but he won but it wasn't some sort of like and he was the mvp but it wasn't i guess maybe give it that to him for two but it wasn't a pantheon type season he's mm-hmm. getting it to that point now we had pantheon and if I, my god he couldn't be the finals mvp i'm sorry that does mean something that you can't be you've been to six finals and you've been the mvp once 
that does matter. That does matter. So on, on that note, I, I can't give him that. But that's not to say, if I say you want the 15 best players and you probably pass Kevin Durant, which is what I think in my mind, you definitely pass Kevin Durant. There's no shame in that. And it's not hating at all. It's just analytical and not um, not crowning people too early. But let me break down some team light skin news. Your favorite <laughs> guy that you named frail body. Uh, he admitted openly that he had not shot a basketball since April. If you don't know, guys, the people that we call, the person that we call frail body is Anthony Davis of the Los Angeles Lakers. Nah, I can't believe y'all used to tell me this man DeMar- was better than DeMarcus Cousins. Bro, if, you, if got Bo- a, you got a ring. That's all I can if say. Boogie, if Boogie, got a ring. Was a, Boogie was the wrong one to get hurt, man. It should have been AD. It should have been AD. But no, all seriousness, like, man, you are, that's just disappointing considering how their season ended. Like, I get it. Him shooting in general or practicing might require him to be put in a bubble. But either way, you got to do something, bro. Like, it wasn't like he had a spectacular year and you went two months without picking up the basketball. You should have been working out within a month. You should have been, like, focused on getting better, you know? It's just kind of weird for him to admit that, like, so freely and and just kind of laugh it off. But I guess that's the new age athletes. I mean, if he's happy with his one ring, then that's fine. Everybody else around him is getting better, though. Literally, LeBron, everybody else LeBron is LeBron is better. desperate. He put that hype tape out there for him. At first, I thought he was hyping him up. But no, he did that to literally hype up Davis to try to gas him up and pray yeah. that that kind of Anthony Davis comes back. So that yeah. he, but Anthony Davis doesn't want to be a center. He doesn't want to be an interior player anymore. He just wants to shoot threes. So he got his ring and he's okay with it. But I will say, going back to our Steph thing, I was very proud of the group. 90 votes came in, 90, 90, uh, 100% of the precincts reporting. 59% of our group said that, at least the people that voted, said that Steph was top 15. Uh, 9% said top 20, only 2% said top two, I mean, top 25. Nobody said GOAT. 2% said top five and 28% said top 10. I I feel like that's appropriate. And the group is discerning and I'm very proud of them for that poll. Uh, But yeah, I I don't know. Anthony Davis is just very, very, I I, I don't know. Something's wrong with these new guys. Why would you tell somebody that? Even I don't know why. Why would you like? Why would you laugh that off? That that is weird to me. If, and then considering you know how LeBron freely moves away from people as a GM, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would not be the play unless you are um, <laughs> you looking to move. Uh, moving to some group news real quick. I uh, got to give our flowers to Chase. Uh, he's kind of he came back a little bit, but we don't have to give him shit. I don't have to. But he said NBA top ten experts. I need your input. Has anyone in your top 10 lost in three or more finals to another player in your top 10 or even worse, someone that you didn't put in your top 10? Which which player would you rank higher in that situation? So very thinly veiled. Uh, I try to think how many times Russell beat Wilt in the finals because they were in the same conference for a long time. He definitely did it once with the Lakers. And I don't know if they switched over. He definitely did. But in general, he had beaten him many times head to head in the playoffs. Um, and that wasn't a fair, necessarily fair matchups. And I think a lot of these were not fair matchups when it was LeBron and Steph. Steph had the much better team. I think Steph was favored in every single matchup they've ever had in the finals. So mm-hmm. I don't know about 2014, but I'm assuming since. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah before the they got hurt. They yeah, should. I think the 2014 one he was favorite because they were they were hurt going. But there. before that, before that, but I even even for that, like didn't love get hurt one of the games, like because Kyrie was already out. So yeah, um, it, somebody can remind me of that. But yeah, so Chase made his little thinly veiled stuff. But again, it's not tennis. If you look at their matchups head to head in the finals, we see who if if one player dramatically outplays another player. And their two teams are playing, and player is getting dramatically outplayed. What must be happening? You know, let's use our reasoning. What must be happening for the inferior player, as far as play, for them to win every time except for one? There was at one point there was uh, talk of LeBron getting MVP even though he lost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and instead, to show you how dominant he was, the man that somewhat limited him 
guarding him won the MVP and not yeah. that player. So, no, I don't give that. That's some Bill Russell logic, and we don't go over Bill over Wilt and those kind of things. Like, you're getting, you getting 30 and 20 dropped on you, mm-hmm. and you're averaging 15 and 18, and your team win every time. That tells me you got a better team. But you handed out a lot of fines this week. Uh, one of the fines that you handed out was for Ryan Lazarnik. He said they were talking about, uh, was it Brandon Wood, right? It went Christian Wood. Yeah, Christian. Brandon Wood went to Dallas. Dallas fans. Are, Christian, <laughs> Christian Wood, right? Yeah, I'm Christian. sorry, I misspoke. Uh, <laughs> he He's said Dwight Powell got the ball. Wood will get the ball. And you said he was fined $10 million for being dead ass serious. I know he was dead ass serious. He didn't even dispute the fine. I know he, no, serious, he didn't man. at all. Ridiculous. Look. Christian Wood, I'm going to tell you exactly who he is as a player. He thinks he's AD, and he thinks he's the AD that's supposed to get 25 shots a game. So when he's only getting between 7 to 10 shots, especially when, when they make the playoffs, you're going to see Christian Wood stop playing hard. He ain't going to protect the paint. He ain't going to get down in the block. He wants the ball a little bit higher, and he wants to do a little, little iso. He don't want to play in the post a lot anymore. He's going to get pissed, and he's with a ball-dominant point guard, which I don't know what to tell him. A ball-dominant point guard who needs space when he's driving down the lane, so you got to get the hell out the way. So uh, Jason Kidd did, did an excellent job this he year. Did. He got to play um, So it would be interesting to see how he, um, how he handles a player that's like an asshole when he's not getting the ball. <laughs> They did. It didn't work out too well for them with Porzingis. Even though I don't, kid didn't coach Porzingis, but I'm just saying that, that combination of Luca and Porzingis didn't work out too well. And I would say Porzingis is more talented than Christian Wood, and Christian Wood expects to get more touches than Porzingis. So, um, just something for Dallas fans to hang their hat on. But it's not a, a trade that makes them any better. Means, no, I don't yeah. think that puts them to the next level. I think, I mean, they could go. I don't think they're one step away from the finals because sometimes you make the conference finals and you get just get hot and you get a good matchup for you like the Denver Nuggets went to the conference finals in the bubble where they mm-hmm. done since so it's like I don't think they're one of those teams that are just on the cusp no offense I, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to get Luca a little bit more than that I don't think I find Patrick I think I kicked him out for this but Patrick former student it's getting along that's getting that excuse is getting long in the two I, 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 that man was my student in like 2005, 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. So it gets a little longer than two. That man married now. He's going to have a child after a while. But anyway, he sends me funny stuff. He just, he spans my inbox. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad or whatever. He's, he's like, you know, he's like a real distant, I won't say son, but he's like, like a third cousin to me. And, and first of all, we got to discuss something he did today in my inbox, but he sent me an inbox. Finally, the flat circle is complete time being a flat circle he sent me a post that i had posted in one of my groups i mean he's just a content person to the point of sending me stuff he didn't see that i sent it florida man (laughs) vibes all over they don't read no no he's not good at reading and that's probably part of it being from florida and rooting for florida i think that's part of it and maybe english is not his first language i should take some sensitive on him but we don't know what color he is but look (laughs) Honest to God, this man sent me a great, it was just good content. One out of every 10 things he sends me is good. But I didn't feel like fact checking to see if it was good. So it was a Herschel Walker, Faith, Family, and Friends Juneteenth celebration. Honest to God, that's what he sent me. And uh, I was laughing. And then I said, wow. And then he said, I'm tired of this coon. Is Patrick allowed to say coon? I think he needs to take a uh, ancestry. Uh, yeah, that's a deep, that's a deep black cut. You yeah. got to be very black to say coon. You got to be at least seventy five percent black. Yeah, I don't. Think, I, I am light skin. If we're dealing in percentages, I am ninety nine point nine percent sure ancestry dot com type level sure that he's not seventy five percent black. Patrick, if you make it this far into the podcast, or anybody listens to this part of the podcast. I want you to add Patrick and let him know I will pay for his Ancestry.com to prove his blackness so he can say things like coon and the N-word. Otherwise, we're going to ban him from using those terms until we can figure out if he's black enough. 
bro, Team Light Skin is so scared of being called. I don't even like saying it that much, but they're so tired of being, they're so scared of being called coons. Team Light Skin don't, doesn't even use that word. <laughs> so you ever notice they don't use that word. So because <laughs> they're scared it's gonna blow back on them. So yeah. that's just not something that he has that liberty to do if he was black, uh, you know, m- much less be a Marco Polo or Portuguese or whatever the hell he is. So, but you know, I let it slide. Former student, you know, I was like, you know, I got a new batch of training up now. A couple of Facebook friends in ten years, they'll be ready for the group. What are they, eighth graders? Maybe in four or five years, they might be ready for the group. If I stay Facebook friends with them long enough, I'll get some more Michael Stewart's. Yay! Oh, uh, you find Sam Howe and Chris Sims. You jointly find them ten million dollars for the most ridiculous post you've ever read for, before breakfast since Stephen A. putting up Curry over Will. What did these two men do? I'm not even going to lie. I can't even remember. Um, oh, no, I do remember. No, well, one, you told me not to give uh, Chris any side publicity. But Chris, Chris, Chris himself didn't, didn't do it. Chris was fined for uh, conduct detrimental to the group, uh, according to our bylaws, NFL-wise. He, we used the NFL order exactly. to find him for Early Goodell that, days, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you do in the streets, you still can get penalized for. Yeah, to find him for something that was that was an eyesore. Uh, Sam, Sam had the audacity to give his um his take on barbecue, and therefore insulted Texas barbecue. If you're not from Kansas City, you're not allowed to speak on Texas barbecue in any kind of negative way. So I don't want to hear it. I highly doubt somebody like Sam eats pork or barbecue, um, or knows anything about Texas barbecue, and um. I'm a little disappointed. It's a bad look. I don't like to talk a lot of Jewish snack. It's a bad look for <laughs> a Jewish man to be penalizing barbecue, bro. I, I, I wasn't know. even going to that's go. That's almost there. like that's <laughs> almost like me trying to break down country music, or even though we, yeah. but what would be the equivalent? I don't know. That's like that's like me, like giving cut legit coverage of a MAGA rally. Like that's mm. just not okay. <laughs> like some things you should not. I saved my fair context from uh, Malcolm versus Martin, man. I, I, we need we need our Jewish, but we need Ryan and Sam to actually boost us, man. Because you know, anytime anything's black owned as far as entertainment, you got to have some Jews behind. And it we got Matt, we got Mike Egan. He's a little sleeper in there. He's been more active in the group. He's pretty. Is smart. he Jewish? Yeah, he's Jewish. He he came out of the closet too. Oh, and, and what? Like he said it too. And uh, okay. well, Sam, he said something. Oh, I said something about Ashley being racist, and I said you're good, Ryan. Just don't become. Just don't have a racist meltdown. And then I'm joking, Ashley. But well, semi-racist meltdown. Um, <laughs> uh, and then Sam said, and, and Ryan said, no, no, Ryan said, Mike said he shouldn't do that because he comes from our tribe. And then Sam says, our tribe? And it was like, they like had a moment. They had a Martha moment in uh, Batman versus Superman about their Jewish heritage. Those guys, they come out of the closet. But uh, so, yeah, we do have our three. We do have three prominent Jewish members. We're spreading the love everywhere. Uh, I don't know. Mazel Tov, That's the only one I know to y'all brothers. I don't have any problem yeah. with y'all. You know, you know, I do every now and listen to some Black Israelite podcasts, but we want to get into that. Um, just joking. I was say, I got, I got some Christ killer jokes. So I, <laughs> I know some, though. I know a lot of Black uh, Hebrews, Black Israelites. No kind. Wait, of- wait, no, for real. Can, can I, this is an honest question. Like, and I'm not, I'm not anti-Jew, but if I make a Jew joke, does that automatically send me to hell, or does God give a pass for that? Well, they really kind of don't. They're not real big on hell. They so. killed his son. Oh, we geez. should get a pass. Oh God! I should get a pass. Be, I should get Cannon. one freebie Cannon. for making a Jewish joke. Nick Cannon, huh? we're gonna. Um, okay, I mean, I don't hate Jews. Nick, I mean, without Nick. without Jews, we wouldn't have Christianity. I, I know they they, they yeah, like the they, they kickstarted it. They kickstarted they're the, they're, it. They're the grandfather of it, so I have no he problem. Would not have, he would not have rose without Jews. Well, you know, I never understood that too because I do know I understand the anti-Semitism. So before y'all give me the lecture, I understand that the context that has been used. First of all, you know, some crazy Christians, because why would you be mad if they killed Jesus? Because that's the whole foundation of faith that he was resurrected. But the Bible account, there's some blood on the Jewish people's hands for Jesus. So I never understood why that was like the biggest insult ever. If you're a Christian, and that's kind of what you're reading. Now, if you use it to beat on people, then that's wrong. But, you know, if you're a Christian, which, you know, at this point, most yeah, days well, that stuff is like game of thrones to me it's, it's juneteenth so I'm, I'm gonna ask the real hard questions here if jesus was black and they killed him does that make them racist 
y'all y'all answer that for me, man. Y'all answer it. Ronnie. We'll have to have an ask a few segment. Can we do that? I, I will I will definitely ask them some fucking Ryan questions. would do I, it. I have questions. I don't want to hear what Sam's answers. Ryan would do it. Uh I don't want to hear Sam's answers. But <laughs> I mean, man, I'm not gonna take answers about Judaism from a man. All Jews matter, man. That analyzes Sam, barbecue. Ryan. All uh, Jews I'm not, matter. I'm not taking answers from a, a, Jew, a Jewish man that analyzes barbecue. I start roasting Sam. That's true, true. That was not being tipped. But I'm not taking that's, answers. No, no. There's no. some undertone to that. There's some def, There's some. Yeah, there's some stuff going on, bro. Uh, moving on before we get canceled. <laughs> we can't be canceled because we're not big enough to be canceled. I'm and telling you, God, God, we God if you're listening, school. if you're listening, let me know. Do you give a pass for Jew jokes before I make <laughs> Jew jokes? Everybody's got me included. We, we come from the Chappelle School. We hit everybody. That's a team. Team Matzah Ball or whatever one. Team Star David, whatever. Uh, you find Bill Gorman, or you gave him a flop warning, warning uh, and, and subject to be upgraded to a 24-hour mute for a Hall of Fame celebration uh, post with hatred. Gorman, yeah, I, want about, I want to say something about for this for Gorman. Gorman is Sam 2.0. Doesn't matter what you're saying and what you're talking about. And it's, I even see it in this thread. He's going to find a way to make it about himself. You find him, and he said, good parents who taught me to call out robbery when it happens. No matter what, in the thread, Bill Gorman is going to make it about himself. Go ahead. Bro, it wasn't even that big of a robbery. Like, Ben Ben Garcia and I went back and watched the fight. It what was fight 40. was that? Informed the people. It, oh, it, was, it was some James Tony fight against some random. And uh, we was like, bro, it really was not that bad of a fight. And then, too, here's my issue. It's a Hall of Fame celebration post. Like, these, <laughs> these people are done. This man fought for 29 years, and you're hating on him for a fight that happened in 1992? Like, get a life, bro. <laughs> That's insane. And so, yeah, I gave him a flop warning because, I mean, I really wanted to mute him. But I was like, you know, it, it's it's a celebratory time, man. We're celebrating James Tony. We're celebrating, like... Vladimir Klitschko, all these boxers that I got to see in their primes. So I was excited. I was promoting my sport, and he just had them to interject with some nonsense. Like is Tony from Philly. What, what was the issue? Was the guy why did he have the grudge against James Tony? I don't know. Well, Tony from out. Philly. Tony from Michigan. So I don't know what. The but that Tony's not from Philly. But it was the guy he yeah. fight. Like why did he seem? Yeah, so- I, no, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know where the guy was from, but it is. Out of his 29 year career, it's it's a it's a footnote. Like seriously, see. But what I will say too, since we're on the subject, you people who sit here and say stupid things like I take Prime Bernard Hopkins over Roy Jones, you're retarded. All right, I'll just put it out there. And I know some people don't like the R word, so you're just stupid. Put it that way. Like no, Roy Jones, Prime Roy Jones. One, he already beat Bernard Hopkins. Two. Yes. Like he's prime Roy Jones. Like it's it's not a question of who the better fighter is. No. Like they literally fought when Roy was in his prime and Roy he beat was definitely him. in his prime. And like, and like I had said, I was like, of the fighters who were being uh put into the Hall of Fame, Roy uh Floyd Mayweather had beat Sugar Shane and um and uh Juan Manuel Marquez. Roy Jones had beat James Tony and uh Bernard Hawkins. Clearly, they are above and beyond everybody else uh, or uh, of their era. Like, they're literally the apex of their generations. Stop trying to, like, tear them down as far as their careers go and what they did in the ring. You can't. They're no. untouchable. Stop Unassailable. It. And let's, let's end it with this. We could do it other ways, but let's end it with this. WWE chairman, former chairman, I suppose, uh, Vince McMahon finally was caught in a scandal that looks like it will affect him on some way. Uh, from what I read of the story, there was a woman that he was having an affair with. Uh, the hey, 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 put that in air quotes. Yes. Was it put that in air quotes? Yeah, yeah, was yes. it an affair or was it like mm-hmm. he using his authority? But anyway, it's supposed to be a consensual relationship. He gave her, she was a paralegal. He gave her a raise from one uh, $100,000 to $200,000 and a $3 million hush deal, hush money with the NDA so that she wouldn't talk. A friend of the girl ratted him out to the board. He has stepped down temporarily from the board and his daughter, Stephanie McMahon, has taken over. 
your thoughts. Man, that 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 friend, uh, <laughs> that friend thing always comes up in the NDAs, and I often wonder if there's a clause in there. Because <laughs> in my mind, in my mind, the NDA means you don't tell nobody. Exactly. And that's what talking. And about. if somebody if somebody comes out with information related to to the NDA, it's over. Then you violated said NDA. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like Vince would definitely have some kind of stipulation like that um and of all the things that Vince McMahon has been accused of doing and, and has even done on the air uh this is not the worst and if this is truly what takes him takes him down then uh, I mean I hate to go this way but it's truly cancer culture because <laughs> this man starting He's back in the 80s things. in the 80s was was accused of the the very first thing his very first scandal was taking a female ref and essentially yeah. forcing her to give him head and raping her in his limo uh when she was essentially there to like ask to keep her job essentially like like he's i mean that was where he started yes that's, that's the, the first one. Yep. His scandals and you're telling me he had a a consensual relationship and you're after him because she went from 100k to 200k and then he got a three million dollar like hush money deal like come on man like like i said his start is where he should have ended and if that didn't take him down then for this to take him down is kind of like it's kind of like comical almost i mean you can go through the history of the wwe and even to the point for him saying that gail kim a female wrestler that's asian that men won't even watch her. So he didn't want to hire her, even though she was a good wrestler. And somebody had to tell her that, that that's one of the most popular porn searchers. That, that's a real story. The way <laughs> he views women, when you see a man that view from old school and that views women, the way he, he wanted to do an incest line storyline with his daughter and daughter, make him yeah. the dad or, or his son the dad. There, there's something demented about the way he views women and, and so for <laughs> for to, for him to make it this long and be able to get away with it in any era is amazing you know it's not like he was like somebody like bill cosby that was beloved you know he's just somebody that was very powerful in his industry and they'll leave you alone a lot of times but he had you know he's had scare steroid scandals there's been scandals about how he treats the wrestlers and they even have had sexual harassment uh, uh, lawsuits by a woman named Nicole Bass, and I believe Sable, uh, Rena Mero, I guess she would be what, uh, Rena Lesnar now. What is her name? Is that her real name? But anyway, the woman, I think it's Rena. But anyway, she's married to Brock Lesnar now. Um, they had scandals with that. They had to come to terms with, and, and it's supposed to be, for all reports, the WWE locker room is better and they respect women more. But this is not surprising. But the fact that he went on air Friday and gave a message, like you said, it was like the Leonardo DiCaprio, Wolf of Wall Street clip. He's not leaving. You're going to have to pry from his cold, dead hands. And he still owns like 80% of the company. So even if you were to force him to step down as the chairman or just as the CEO of daily operations of the business, he still can control all the content that comes on TV. You're not going to be able to, how are you going to outvote him? You know, so I don't, I don't know who at that. I don't know if there's like something with the SEC that can make you do that, or I don't know business that well. But he set it up so that he doesn't have to go anywhere. He's just worried about the stock price right now. I mean, the feds would have to get involved, and and he's already got a fall guy because some idiot sold his stock before the announcement yeah. came out. So yeah, that was so uh, you, will, you, sir, you, sir. That's Kevin Dunn. What's Jake? What, yeah. What, Smack me now. He's basically like the producer of the whole WWE for everything. Yeah, well, and also uh John Laurinaitis, who has gone back and forth between being like the vice president, basically the EVP for talent and the uh relationships. He kind of got demoted down and got put back up. But evidently they said that he was past the young lady who's in her 40s, and Laurinaitis is probably in his 60s and Vince is in his 70s. Um he was passed to her and he she became his assistant and then it fared with that and I, and he is actually married to the mother of the bella twins so what a ta- what a tangled web we weave but he's probably gonna be the fall guy and dunn might be the fall guy but vince is not going to be the fall guy folks 
Yeah, no, no. You got anything you want to plug, sir, before we go? You know, I had something funny I wanted to say that I was going to rant on, um, but I forgot. So, no, I don't have anything to plug other than, um, what are we in, June? College football is going to be starting back up here soon. Um, and then check out the baseball show. Uh, there's been a lot of good content on our baseball yeah, cool. show. Um, also, just want to point out that game six of the World Series got uh, a slight bit uptick than uh, a viewership than game six of the NBA Finals. Just want to put that out there. We are, we are making a comeback, you bastards. Uh, it's not no, dead. It's not dead. Yeah, no, it's, it's not truly dead. But, um, but no, it's, it's good content. Baseball dead. It's just different because it's not 1960. Good content. And then also... Um, be on the lookout for the NFL show to, to kind of kick up a little bit more as our training camps and things like that approach. I'm going to do something. I'm definitely going to start doing some podcasts about these shows. Uh, the boys is in full. Swing. Oh shit. Yeah. I watched, I watched the, um, what? I watched Obi-Wan. Oh, okay. You're all caught up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you oh, go. Oh no. And now, now, no, now I definitely remember. Hold on, hold on. I do have something that I want to say. Go ahead. I just want to say that I hate this group. And I hate you and that um, I get like daily um, alerts from Elizabeth Cambage's OnlyFans to re-enlist. And I used to have it for free and now they're charging me $30 if I go back and I blame you guys. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, so I, uh, I, oh yeah, so I'm trying to do things. I'm trying to see if I can do something to involve the group members. Besides trying to do about the boys and do one like an Obi Wan one, I might even try to do it with my son, uh, Obi Wan, or try to get Cali baby, but I'm scared to ask. But anyway, or, or Patrick's <laughs> the last resort. I might go by myself. But anyway, so definitely gonna do some boys with Keith or or Sam. Uh, but also, we're gonna try to bring back. I'm gonna try to either bring this back like you used to do it with the fan things team by team and talk to the fan. Yeah, the fan cast. A fan cast. I think I might try to do that. If I can tolerate it, you know, I don't like people or either do what I used to do three and outs would just go uh, three questions with somebody and on a subject they really like and try to do those uh, and produce those, try to produce those more content. I'm in VA for the summer. Uh, so if I want to hang out or whatever, if I like you, we can do that. But um, yeah, that and then, yeah, just keep looking out for content, follow the pages uh on on twitter i kind of bomb on facebook i kind of bomb producing a lot of content i'm experimenting with reels to try to see those and some of those have gone really well so just trying to expand the brand i'm not i'm not it's not my first year teaching at a new school so in the middle of the year so things should slow down and we get it cracking so four star screen this is not so optimus prime asking <laughs> you you got a minute fam